Welcome to CHN Radio, episode 65, I am your host, Greg Troxell, and it's been a while since we've done a podcast, and unfortunately, we are here to give you the most somber podcast in CHN Radio history. Uh, we'll get into the nitty-gritty details of it and definitely go on some rants, but Rafa Benitez will no longer be manager of Newcastle United. And to talk about this horrific, disgraceful, terrible decision by the club that we support, I have the best damn co-host in the goddamn land, Elijah Newsom. Yes, we're here, ladies and gentlemen, um, and people who don't identify as either. Um, I just want to say, I don't think this will be a somber podcast. I think it'll just be one of more like rage than anything. Like somber is like, oh, woe is us. Feel so, but I think like we've passed the stage of sadness. Like I think for me, in order to process this, I saw the the I guess Graham, one of our writers, he sent a screenshot in our in our chat. No, actually, wait. Actually, I think I texted you, and that's how I found out because you were like, "Hey, podcast night," and then yeah, because like, <laughs> and first off, you woke up later than me, and I'm three hours behind you. Yeah, pretty, it's summer, pretty summer. <laughs> summer vacation <laughs> but yeah but anyway i saw it and i was like oh okay and then immediately i was just kind of mad i was like uh well you can't it's sad that rafa's gone but immediately was like well it's not his fault he's gone it's, it's- yeah so so to dive into that a little bit more tell me your like initial reaction in a little bit more detail yeah i mean i think <laughs> it was it was i saw what you said i was mad and then i was like all right well cool we'll record tonight and then i got on twitter i started seeing everything um i honestly tried to not get on twitter as much because it was just like all doom and gloom and i honestly my first thought was like i'm glad i released that article yesterday instead of today <laughs> I, I wrote an article about like fan action or something like basically saying that if rafa goes the fans will stay basically calling people out on like not going to protest and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, I'm glad I did that yesterday instead of like doing that today because that would have been awkward. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I was just kind of sad then immediately mad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I did one of those things. I was still in bed when the announcement or when I woke up, I saw my phone and it was like littered with messages and I like did the thing where I just like kind of rolled over and started scroll- scrolling through Twitter, probably seeing as active as you. And it's like, there's like this just feeling of pure anger and like concern. And I was like, like a, a few of my friends texted me. They're the typical like front runner American football fans. One's a Spurs supporter. One's a Man United supporter. And both of them said the exact same thing unprompted word for word said Newcastle's getting relegated this year. <laughs> and that's like, it made it all worse just to like think about like, Oh, what's going to happen. And then obviously you go throughout the day and you read more and more and there's more reports about who could be the successor and you're like, oh no, this is really going to get bad. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into it. The first thing we'll do is 
read the worst statement that Newcastle United have ever sent out. Um, it's the statement saying what has happened with Rafa. So there's a few things that we'll dive into, but we'll just do it from the bare bones now. Uh, okay, so Newcastle United's statement on Monday was, we have worked hard to extend Rafa's contract over a significant period of time. However, it has not been and will not be possible to reach an agreement with Rafa and his representatives. Rafa's coaching staff, Paco Di Miguel Mourinho, Antonio Gomez Perez, and Mikel Antia will also leave the club on June 30th. We would like to thank Rafa and his coaching team for their efforts over the past three seasons and their significant contribution to what has been collectively achieved. We would also like to thank our supporters, players, and staff for their patience during a period of uncertainty. The process to appoint a successor will now begin. And this is just my reminder to anyone listening overseas that is going to Newcastle matches uh, that the deadline to renew season tickets is July 4th. So, <laughs> Oh, July 4th. The, yeah. it's the, that's, the, um, that's the day after my birthday. Yeah, it's also uh, America's Independence. No, no, no one cares about that. <laughs> the day after my birthday. I always said that, uh, just a quick aside, and we'll get into reactions more, but uh, I always said that if you were born on or around July 4th, it has to be the best birthday, in America at least. It is. It's sick. Yeah. Everyone's just happy. Also, Everyone's happy. There's fireworks usually, for your birthday also, every year. <laughs> and also, you're usually like off work. Yeah. Because like... Cause like, and the weather is always great. Yeah, you can either like take a day off on July third, or you're usually off on the fourth and the fifth. Because uh, like, if it's in the middle of the week, they just like cancel work for the rest of the week. Yeah, it just like, or everyone just doesn't come back Friday. It's 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 amazing. Or if it's like Tuesday, then it's just like a four day weekend. It's it's great. I love it. It's yeah. it's it's sick. Shout out to me. Yeah. Well. Uh. So. Yeah, it's today. It's it's a week before the season officially starts. Like the 2019-2020 season starts on July first. Like that's mm-hmm. the official day. So, so you think about this announcement of being a week before that. Like, it's it's unbelievable, and it's like inevitable also because everyone kind of had this feeling like there's been people tweeting at us in back in January and February that Rafa's yeah, Rafa's not coming back. Like actually won't do anything. And you got to give props to those people for staying, staying in it. Graham, shout out to you. Graham. <laughs> um, and Graham, Graham, every single time I'm like, Graham, you're so pessimistic. He's like, no, I've just been a fan for a long time. And knows. Like, shout yeah. out to Graham. His book is published. It's, it's hidden shelves soon. Yeah. So. And we're going to do that. We, we're going to have another podcast coming in next week and Graham's going to be on it. So yes, that's going to be great. Um, and then, and then to, to add on to all of this, like the takeover talks have gone quiet and it's done that we've experienced that as a fan base in the last three years, probably a million times where somebody's linked to buy Newcastle and then you don't hear anything. And that's what's happening right now. Preseason's about to start. Um, there's just, I mean, we're completely in limbo is basically what I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> like, how is this, how is this real? I mean, 
it, you ask yourself that question and then you also <laughs> are not surprised that we're in this situation. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the weirdest feeling I've ever had where it's like everyone else around me is like, dude, how does this happen? And then you're just like, I mean, that's the life of a Newcastle fan. Like you just, I mean, this was to be expected. I got so many DMs and texts today about like, oh man, that sucks. It's so unfortunate. Like, what are you going to do now? I'm like, I mean, what is there to do? <laughs> I just have to wait to see what the club's going to do, see what mediocre manager they, they decide to sign and get on with it. I mean, I don't know. So let, let's talk about, like, the Twitter reaction first. Let's talk about what uh, a lot of the, the support, Newcastle supporters were saying. Do you have any, like, favorite tweets that you specifically shouted out, that, or, or do you want me to go first? Um, so there's, there's, a, there's two groups that I want to hit on. Ah. Three groups, but we'll we'll stick to two, and then we'll save the third one for later. Okay. So the first one is the if Rafa goes, we go group. Um, they officially announced that they were like not going to be at matches. Whoever's running that account, which I did allude to in the article I wrote, I said, you know, we know about the if Rafa goes, we go people. I'm sure that they're actually going to not renew their season tickets if Rafa does go. But like that's what max three or four people. So I mean, I thought it was cool of them to make their official statement, all that stuff. And then the other one, which at first, at first I didn't understand, but then you explained it to me, was uh, Wharf Flags going on hiatus and suspending operations, which I thought was weird at first, but then you explained it. You want to you get into that, give people a taste of the analysis you gave me? Well, yeah, yeah. They, they actually work with the club like together, and that's how they get all their designs because the club's not going to let them bring in these massive servers and flags if it's not approved by the club. I mean, yeah, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. they're saying that they're going on hiatus because they're not going to create that atmosphere in that stadium. They're not going to be responsible for doing that. They're just going to completely seize operations and seats their like collective like agreements with and working together with the club. Yeah. Which does speak does speak uh does speak volume. So um, those are kind of the the couple I saw off the bat that I I really thought were interesting. There's some other tweets we can get into. I want to hear some of yours though. Uh, yeah. So one one I really wanted to shout out, and they kind of go under the radar. I feel like I do you know do you go on like nufc.com a lot? I do. I like okay. nufc.com. Yeah, it's really good. And they they posted something really good about this, and I wanted just to read like a little piece of info that they had. Um, It said the club's biggest asset Rafa has now gone, leaving a squad that is woefully weak and loanies also in limbo and players already leaving. Any new manager has very little time to make an impact and who would want to work with the current regime. Recent press reports have any possible takeover at least six weeks away. And it has to be Ashley Charlie and co who will be making the new appointment, a temporary promotion, within seems impossible as Rafa's coaching staff has all left with him. Ben Dawson has had a good season with the reserves, but he can't possibly be considered. Of course, Joe Kinnear is, is at a loose end, and Dennis Wise is still doing PR work for Ashley. Whoever is appointed as Rafa's successor faces an unenviable task to win over supporters, let alone players. So there it is. A tenure of abysmal failure and unmitigated disaster hits a new low. Even the most pessimistic and hardened campaigners couldn't have envisioned such a shambolic summer such as this. I thought that was just perfectly worded. 
great job by NUFC.com. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's, there's a lot more on that. If you guys just want to go on there and read that article, uh, it's worth it. Like they, they really put some time into it. I agree. Um, anything else you saw that was of interest? Yeah. Uh, some, some big things for me is just seeing all the former players and players comment on it. You, you immediately saw, I think the first one was Perez and he's a, he's a Twitter sleuth. He's on it. He's, no, he's Perez is on the Twitter game. So as soon as that came out, Perez tweeted, that was, that was pretty sad. Uh, Demba Ba, he even commented on it. Demba Ba not, didn't even work with Rafa. Mm-hmm. And he just said sad and then the cry emoji. Um, there's Jamal LaSalle's. Yeah. Like Warren Barton. DeAndre uh, Yedlin. DeAndre uh, Yedlin. Alan Shearer. Isaac Hayden. Alan Shearer wrote an entire column. Yeah. Yep. Um, Lindsey Hipgrave. Yeah. Men in Blazers. Yeah, Men the in football, Blazers. Shout the out them. Ram, the football ramble. Yeah. Like, literally and the, the whole football ramble said, you, must, you, you all must be out of your goddamn minds. <laughs> That's yeah. what they said. They directly quoted Newcastle's tweet. Men in Blazers said, catastrophic news for Newcastle fans. It's just, everybody knows the only people who seem to don't care are the people who are directly involved in running our club. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's sad. Um, and I'd also, there are some other people who, who made comments as well uh, that were positive and shout out to them. Um, I do think there are some, there are some people who for lack of a better term seem like, I guess you don't read, you don't, they didn't read the, the room correctly. Um, we have the, the, the people on talks for and their whole thing, but I mean, Luke Edwards made a pretty controversial, uh, had a pretty controversial set of tweets um, that really angered a lot of fans. And it's just like, dude, like, you just have to know, you have to know who you're, like, who you're dealing with. Like, this fan base is highly emotional, very active on Twitter. And then, of course, he was attacked. I'll just really quickly say what he said. He said, Rafa might not have known they were going to release a statement, which is another storyline that came out earlier today was that uh, Rafa Benitez's camp um, claims uh, that they did not know um, that a statement was going to be released about it today. Um, but Luke Edwards goes on to say, but as he had refused to meet them last week, there have been some email exchanges over the weekend. You can't really have been surprised. I've read the story saying that he was surprised and somehow insulted. He can't have been. He would refused to meet them and then this is what I was getting over at the weekend. The brainwashing is a little scary, but I'm sad he's gone, but come on, let's not pretend he didn't want to go and that he's gone and he didn't want to stay. That's Ashley's fault. But when he came, he knew what the deal was. He's been threatening to leave for the last 18 months. It had run its course, and you can accuse me of whatever. I'm not signing up to blind hero worship. And that last line of I'm not signing up to blind hero worship set off a lot of people um, because I wouldn't call, you know, being sad that Rafa Benitez is leaving blind hero worship, considering all that he's done for the club. And I think any person who is sane uh, wouldn't consider it blind worship. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, just creating. I, <laughs> I'm just going to say my, what I think. I think it's just creating content. Yeah. I don't think he really I mean, believes that. I just, he and he, I think he's just he's been on that side for a little while, and I think he's just gonna drive it and it gets him more viewership, more followers, and 
more clicks. That's what, that's what I think. Yeah. I do like his, I do like his, his long form pieces about Amanda Stavely. Those were interesting. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Go back to writing about Stavely. That was yeah. fun time. Um, but yeah. Is there anything else you saw? I mean, I, there was one other thing I saw and we can kind of talk about it. Um, Cause I guess it's kind of a, Kind of goes in the fan reactions. Is there anything else you saw? Um, no, go go on your end. Oh well, I guess the big thing is that uh, the Magpie Group uh, did have they announced pretty pretty soon after the club released their statement that they would be having a um, a silent protest or a peaceful protest is what they said a peaceful protest outside the Bobby Robson statue 6 p.m. Um, today i guess or i guess in england it's tomorrow and right? well yesterday who knows who cares um and which is cool it got a lot of traffic if rafa goes or goes tweeted about it every all, all the major fan groups so people knew about it um they had plenty of time to know um every single time someone tweeted about it there were literally hundreds of replies um some a lot with support saying this is a good idea people saying you know we shouldn't be peaceful we should be rioting blah blah, blah et cetera, et cetera. there's a lot of buzz and then we saw the video of the protest, and as expected, um, from from my perspective, and I, I'm sure from your perspective as well, um, I was not surprised to see like maybe 14 people uh, at the protest. Um, I, I think video of it made it to Sky, um, but it's just I I don't have an issue with people and. Uh, again, it's all written. It's a long article. It's like 2,500 words. I've, I don't have an issue with people who are content with letting it run its course and not particularly like claiming that I'm, if Rafa goes, I'm going to leave or making all these claims or telling people what to do about protests. But if you're in the boat of being active on Twitter and saying, Oh yeah, we should be protesting, blah, blah. blah," And then when push comes to stuff, you don't do it. That's what I have an issue with. And it's just, it's getting annoying. It, this is the third time that the Magpie group has done sort of what you would call like a monumental sort of, uh, of protest. I mean, you could talk about the, the walk-in, I guess is what it was, against West Ham, where there wasn't people participating. And, and then you had the sit-in versus city, and now this. And it's like, at some point, people need to turn their Twitter fingers and like, to like actually step up and do something. Because it's annoying scrolling through my timeline it's going through the coming home newcastle timeline and chn radio timeline and seeing the same people over and over and over again getting hundreds and hundreds of retweets saying we need to protest we we need to do this we need to be boycotting blah blah, blah. no one should be at arsenal and then like i guarantee you when push comes to shove and we open up against arsenal this next season the stadium will be packed fifty-two thousand strong guarantee it and it's just it's just getting annoying at this point yeah i'm i'm not going I, I'm not – I think I think the time has finally come where we're not going to get 52. Um, but the first the, – the most important thing to me, um, it's, it's not – that Arsenal game is, isn't the most important. That, that friendly has to be the first stand. If, if you're going to have people show up anyway and support the team, not the regime type of stuff, like they cannot show for a friendly. Like, like maybe, maybe we just like make a human shield around the stadium for that just make sure no one gets in yeah i mean i do think and and we've touched this on previous pods so if you've been listening for a long time especially if you were listening in the early days of chn radio when it was 
I wouldn't say as I think I wouldn't say I would say more toxic, not as gloomy, but way more toxic in terms of protests and Twitter and the beginning of CHN radio. Um, we've said this. I think that, and I've fallen victim to this as well. And I've, and now that I'm in Facebook groups and I've have contact with fans outside of Twitter and I'm on Reddit and all that kind of stuff. Like people have to reduce, they do have to realize that like you can't fully organize um, something through Twitter. So like, I think that's part of the issue with maybe I think the magpie group, that's one thing that they have done that I'm, I have to give them credit for it. They do try to let the community know their protests. Um, they'll have their forms or whatever, but like from what I'm telling, what I'm seeing on Facebook, there's plenty of people who fully intend on going to matches next season. So it's like, how do we reach that Facebook audience? How do you reach the people who are the, the older generation of fans who are definitely not on any sort of social media at all? Like, so I think that's one issue that the fan base has to, has to like figure out, especially with like a team people have been following for generations. So like there's like grandfathers and great grandfathers and uncles and just people who are just older that like, they are mad about Mike Ashley but they don't know what to do because they're not being informed because they're not on Twitter to see all the protests and all the sit-ins and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, as much as I think, you know, making a Santa friendly should happen, I just need like someone to relay the message to the masses and not just on Twitter and not just on Facebook, but hitting every platform possible. And until a group does that, I don't think anything's going to ever get done like on a drastic scale. Yeah, it's it's time to vote with our feet. And it's tough for for us being two Americans trying to do something because it's kind of irrelevant for us to do anything. Well, like there's we can't even if even if we choose to not watch when Newcastle's on TV, it won't make a difference. Yeah. The, the uh, money's already been paid. We've already not not bought from the club for yeah. any kit or anything. Yeah. Um, I've been not buying from the club for years because it's just cheaper to get fake jerseys. Yeah. And like when Newcastle is not on TV here, you know, illegal streaming is huge. So like the money's not going anywhere when you do that. So it's like, there's not a lot for us to do now. If anybody wants to buy a plane ticket for us. Yeah. uh, Go ahead. We'll do something. We're we're down. Like we're definitely in. Yeah. um, I want to go on a little bit. It's not, it's going to be less ranty, but I want to talk about Rafa because it's it needs to be said. Wait, before you do this, can I just make a quick note about the American thing? Yeah. Like just being Amer- so if you're American and because we've gotten this a lot, like how do you how do you react to this? Support the people protesting like like you like there is something you can do and that's to just be like continue driving the message of protest and boycotting if that's what you believe the the club like fans should be doing. Like, you know, be an active part of the conversation, share the stuff, encourage people in Newcastle, call people out on their BS. Like, I mean, one reason Bernsey's not on Twitter anymore is because Bernsey was talking all that talk. And then when push came to shove, no one saw him in any of the protests. And so that's probably why he's not on Twitter anymore right now. Like, it's, oh, he it's is. Tough. He is. Oh, he's back. Oh, geez. Jordy Boot oh. Boys. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, same thing. I just remember vividly people calling him out for not being at protests and stuff. And it, it forced him to do something, have some sort of response, delete his Twitter. I don't know. I don't care. But I, as fans, you can't continue to do that. And I think that's what we try to do with our site. Like we try to cover it. You know, the local papers can't always, you know, basically they can't 
basically give an ad for uh, like a protest or something, which is what we essentially done. Like if the Magpie group organizes something, we try to put out an article on it, et cetera, et cetera, just so people know. And so if you're American and you're trying to figure out what to do, of course, don't buy from the club, which is a given. It doesn't matter what you do in terms of watching, but spread the message. Let people know how terrible Mike Ashley is. Like that, that should be your job. Get other fans on our side. You know? And also look out for a nice article written by Greg Troxell. Okay. Coming out tomorrow. Oh. Titled, An American's View, Newcastle United. Yeah, everyone just go comment on it too. Because <laughs> um, that's about that's going down. We get paid by the comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so when you, like, and this is going to be from an American standpoint too, and, and some of this will be in my article, so I'll try not to, like, quote what i'm literally typing but like when you when you go around sports organizations in the united states um there's like a lot of things are similar as far as like the the history of of the team even it could be a newer team older team whatever like the the people that are adored like the best players the best coaches are all enshrined somewhere on the club and you see it you see it in newcastle like you walk outside of st james park you see all the statues all the best that have ever coached or played. Um, you see their names everywhere. You see all the streets and pubs named after them. That's the same, same as in the United States. And in, in the sports like arena, when you have the top quality as far as head coach goes, like you do not let that go. That's, that's the worst decision that you could possibly make because it, it will ruin, it would ruin your entire organization. Imagine if anybody, I'm sure most of you, most of our listeners are from the U S um, but there's a large port. Actually, it's probably 50, 50 U S to not U S. So if you're not familiar with American football, uh, then you can look this up, but, the Patriots will never let Bill Belichick's contract expire. <laughs> That's just never going to happen. Yeah. Bill if Belichick, he leaves, it's on his own accord. <laughs> Bill Belichick has more, won more Super Bowls than any other coach in history. Rafa Benitez has won all the trophies that you could win as a club manager. Like, I, I put him on that area. Like, if Bill Belichick took over a middling college or a bottom feeder college program in three years he would probably have them like at the level of where newcastle is one of the top 20 teams in the in the world or yeah. in, in the country um not the world <laughs> um that'd be wild yeah but like he he would elevate them to that point and that's what good co- coaches do and that's why you don't let them go it, it's like i've never seen in and, and i follow all all five the five major sports in the u.s Soccer, hockey, basketball, baseball, football. I've never seen an organization that has one of the best coaches, like across the board, thought of as one of the best coaches, let that coach walk. Because every owner, every, every manager, every GM understands that that is essential to us succeeding. Like he has to be in that spot to, for us to succeed. If we let him go, we cannot, we do not succeed. It's a simple equation. The only time I've ever seen that happen was this morning. <laughs> it's the only yeah. time in my entire – I'm 30 years old. So, I mean, if it's happened before, please tell me. Um, I, know, I know some people could go back to Bobby Robson. Um, but 
like no no manager has won what Rafa has won. Yeah. And to just let him walk when you everyone knows you have the money to do so. It's just like I that's the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around is that like we we know you're you're fu- you're well funded, you're a billionaire. Like you could cover a manager's contract easily. No questions asked. But and like we know you could actually supply a decent amount of wages for players because we know how much money you're worth and Rafa knows how much money you're worth or else you wouldn't ask for the, those demands for investment. Like if, if I was a manager at a club and Rafa was my coach, he, I guarantee you he wouldn't ask me for 50 mil because he knows I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I, I just, but, yeah. it's so confusing for me that this is happening because no one else ever in the world of anything I've seen has done this. And let's get to the the root of the issue is not even funds because, I mean, the reported contract offer on the table was a substantially better budget than we've ever seen Rafa have, whether it was 60 mil over two windows or 50 mil over a window. It, it was better than what we've ever seen. But there's like a couple key things Rafa Benitez has been a stickler for. And it seems like Rafa was able to work in conditions in which he didn't have the best funds, et cetera, et cetera. But he wanted – he wanted to have full control over transfers and he wanted, he wanted an investment in like the youth Academy and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, he didn't get that in the contract. Like those were non-negotiables. Like one of the key sticking points of the final offer we heard was that Mike Ashley wanted to keep his transfer policy. You have one of the best managers in the world and he's telling you he wants to, he wants full reign of, 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 of control over transfers. He's gone out and, already bought literally probably one of the biggest hidden gems in European football last season in Fabian share in terms of just pure ratings and pure it's analytically one of the best, one of the better center backs in all of the leagues. And then you're telling him that, you know, I don't know if how you do transfers is, is okay. Let's just do it my way where we just buy young players and we try to get them for the cheap. Like, that stuff, I think that was the tipping point because it's, it's, I think for Rafa, it's about respect and you, it's a common theme amongst like all of his deals. He, he, he doesn't leave contracts early. He does out of respect for the club and the agreement. And Mike Ashley has disrespected and lied to Rafa Nitez time and time again. And I think that for me is the worst part because it's like Mike Ashley will say things like you're going to have every penny we generate. And he said that two windows in a row. We can buy this player. He said that a couple when, and then when push comes to shove, it's always, oh, we don't have the funds or we don't have the wages. And then you point to the fact that we've generated this amount of money and then still the money seems to not be there. But at the end of the day, that just comes down to you don't respect Rafanitas enough to tell him the truth. Either tell him this is what our, my budget's going to be and this is it or, or like just give him what he wants. And I think that's I think that's what drove him away is that like he's just tired of being disrespected. Like he has two or three non negotiables and Mike Ashley just refused to meet those non negotiables and they were in a con they were written they were supposed to be written in the contract for a reason because Mike Ashley has disrespected Rafa throughout the entire time of Rafa's management and has lied to him repeatedly, gone back on his word multiple times with players and the manager, and it's just I mean, I, I don't think anyone blames Rafa for leaving. And if you do, you're doing it for clicks. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's this is definitely like a black eye on the club. It's extremely embar- like massive embarrassment. And you know, you notice like if you go around to any reputable news sports news source and and you can go in any country that covers it. I'm sure you can go to Italy, Spain, France, anywhere in Europe. I know a ton of places in the US have already reported on it. Everybody has the same exact reaction to this news. It's not except for Luke Edwards apparently. Um, everyone else, like everyone understands that this is one of the most idiotic decisions ever made by any organization at any level in sport. Like you literally have the best of the best in club football. No, like, yeah. let me re- reiterate. No one has won the trophies that Rafa has won as a club manager. It's never happened. Only one person has done it and it's him. And yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing I can think of that's not as bad, but equally boneheaded is when my Atlanta Hawks passed on Chris <laughs> Paul in the draft, but that's, that's different. But still, like you said, it, this is probably at least of recent memory, probably one of the dumbest decisions in all of world football. And let's not forget Gareth Bale happened. Like Usman Dembele happened. I mean, Neymar's a mess. And like all this stuff is nothing, nothing has come close to like, the incompetence that this club has shown. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's truly embarrassing. And it leaves us to the point, like, what do, like, what do we do? Like, what do we, like, what are we even supposed to talk about? Like, I don't want to do this right now. Like, I don't want to sit here and have a Newcastle podcast because like they're, the intent of the owner is, it's so obvious. Like he doesn't care. So like, why should anyone? And it's like, that's the message that's, I'm, we're not canceling the podcast, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's the message they're getting, they're coming across. It's, it's awful. Yeah, and and for this to be, I don't know, it's, it's sad that that, like this, and it's been a month or so since the season's ended, and we've gotten three updates from the club, four updates on the club. Uh, season, t- well, I guess you can count five. We'll go season ticket renewals. Oh, by the way, they went up again. So that's a 25% increase in the past four years. Uh, shout out to Newcastle. Uh, we got our transfers, not transfers, our, uh, our club fixtures were announced. Um, we revamped the academy, quote unquote, which is something that Greg and I talked about a month ago on the podcast. That was an announcement the club made. We announced the terrible kit, and then we announced the departure, the depart, the departure of our manager. That's bad. That's uh that's not what you want to hear from from the club you support. And it's just sad that like that there's also been such a lack of communication from the club and in regards to literally anything. Like they just haven't said anything over the past month and it's been one of the most hectic months in Newcastle in recent Newcastle history. And I don't know. I just you can just tell that there's a cancer at the top of the club and he doesn't care about anything or anyone else. And it's it's annoying. It's just honestly just annoying. Yeah, it it was it like today has just been one of the, it's been the worst day for me following the club, and I've seen two relegations. So, um, this that's this is the lowest. It's like the most hopeless that it's ever felt is right now. So, moving on. Um, should, wait, before we move on, we should probably take a break because we have to do one of those, right? Yeah. So let's. Do that now. Hi, Elijah. Hello. How was your break? 
Well, you know, it was it was short lived, but there was probably some commercial about some other podcast. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to that podcast. Just listen to this one. All right. That, that's all we got to say about that. <laughs> oh man. All right. So the now, like, we have to answer the next thing, which is what's next. What do we do next? Um, so the first draw that we that I go towards is a takeover, and I figure we'd provide an update. Um, Elijah and I submitted a bid to buy Newcastle United. It was declined. We didn't have enough money. Yeah, yeah we didn't have proof of funds. We couldn't show them. So, yeah, that, um, that didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, so now it's all up to BCG. We couldn't do it. Um, yeah, BCG and another unnamed party that everyone seems to be talking to. Yeah, and also Jeff Bezos has still hasn't responded to me. Oh, interesting. That's... I literally, I just, I literally need like one percent of his entire worth. That's it. To give, give me four, just so like I can do like five seasons. Because <laughs> I like we'll win the Champions League in five seasons if I had five percent of his net worth. Yeah, we would. It would. It'd be. I don't know. I mean, he's one of a few. Like what, hundred billionaires or something like that? I don't need. Yeah. That. So like, just like I don't know. If anyone knows them, I'll just say just shoot them my contact information. Information. Um, it's you know, chnradio at gmail dot com. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, uh, in other news for the takeover, nothing's happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it really, like, literally nothing. I. There's reports like the six week, still six weeks out. Uh, I think that's just a lot of like no one really knows. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good oh, yeah. safety net to say still, six. Yeah, still at least six weeks out. Okay, so yeah, no one knows anything. Yeah, that's that's what's happening. Um, uh, yeah. Do you, do you have anything else? Like anything on it? On the takeover, uh, yeah. I did notice. This is just Elijah Sabermetrics. Um, there's a Ooh. significantly less amount there's significantly less people uh with chic themed uh profile pictures yeah yes the sheiks have they've disappeared yeah don't know don't know money mike ashley has been on a on a roll though uh recently on twitter so if you haven't if you're not following that fake mike ashley account you should or or is it oh true we don't don't that would be the biggest like Like, could you imagine if it's just been him the whole time? Didn't you like ask that guy to come on the pod? Yeah, and then he didn't. He didn't he say no because he like wanted to keep everything separate or whatever. No, no, he just didn't respond. Oh, you're didn't you're it. you're thinking of someone else. Oh, okay, or someone else. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I don't yes. want to throw under the bus. Oh, yes. I, I respect. I respect their decision. I I know who we're talking about, and I yeah. respect their decision, whether it be a female, male, or dog. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. All right. I don't know why uh, I said dog. Like dogs don't have genders. <laughs> so let's let's talk about managers for Newcastle. So yeah. When we when we went into the summer and said, Hey, we'll update you. Rafa will probably sign next week. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do a podcast when that happens. Um, now we've gone all the way down the rabbit hole to like who is now going to be the next manager for Newcastle United. And I have one exciting name for you. Anthony oh, yes. Hudson. Oh, yeah. If you're an MLS fan, you know about good old Ant. Oh, man. 
It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Mm. Um, there's a lot of reporters that have been reporting that, that there's a lot of truth into Newcastle approaching Anthony Hudson. There was even a report that they're having a Skype interview with him, yeah. which is comical because like I've had a Skype interview for like an internship, which is like, if you're going to hire a new manager, you fly them out. Like you, you do it in person. You don't have a Skype interview. That's ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah. Um, there's a, here's a great, uh, a great quote from our future manager, potentially Anthony Hudson. I just wanted to read this to you guys. I, I brought this up just for you because like he is literally a laughing stock in America for what he just did. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is a great, um, this is a great little bit here. Anthony Hudson. Hudson, the worst managerial signing in the history of the Colorado Rapids and arguably one of the worst managers in the history of MLS was finally removed from his post on Wednesday following a one nothing loss to Atlanta United. Following the loss, his seventh of the season and 26 total in his doomed 46-match tenure, he went on a very on-brand tirade about the lack of quality in this team. And I quote, and this is a direct quote from a manager, about his players. We are fighting down at the bottom with a bottom group of players and we have to find a way to pick up the results. <laughs> I I do want to also I do want to also point out that this guy is also responsible for taking potentially one of the best one of the better young midfielder uh young US men's national team midfielders uh that people were excited about in Acosta and then just absolutely just destroying his career. He yeah. <laughs> he, he acquired this guy his and, team trash. Yeah, uh, it's I don't know. Uh, I just hope that that's not true. Um, there's some other names that are thrown out there. The odds makers have had uh, their their way, and I guess I'll just do this. I'll read some names out. Hold on, um, wait. I, I one more thing. I just okay, okay. Go ahead. Go so ahead. when he got. When he got fired, I'll give, you, I'll give you his run of results up to the point he was fired. Oh, yes. Please do. Draw, loss, draw, loss, mm. loss, mm. loss, mm. loss, hey. loss, oh, loss. That's a beat. Then they had an interim manager, loss, loss. Since okay. they hired their new manager, win, win, draw, win, win, draw. Yeah. Turns out it's not it's not the players. <laughs> the bottom group of players that he's so called managed. Like, please, this has to be a joke that we're actually well, no, nothing's a joke any everything's a joke, actually. I mean, this would so, be this would be like we're like we're we were expecting McLaren, Pardue, shout out to Alan Pardue, who <laughs> could potentially be coaching MLS next uh, yeah. in, within a few weeks at FC Cincinnati. Pardew um we were thinking Fat Sam. We're thinking like managers who are mediocre by English standards, this is like, this is a new level for the Ashley regime. And I have to, I have to applaud them for even going lower than we thought they could go and getting someone who is terrible for MLS standards. Yeah. It's like, it was awful. Yeah. That was, that was like, gross. I'm not joking. And, and that article said like, he's considered literally one of the worst managers in MLS history. And there's been some interesting moments in the history of MLS. Yeah. There's been some very <laughs> bad managers. Uh, the MLS is not, 
especially in its early beginnings, is not yeah. a Premier League. Um, and still, it's not like top five league in the world. Uh, so yeah, there have been some bad managers. Um, yeah. Uh, so it would be an absolute disaster, like to the highest order. And for the people who don't know, and like Greg did mention, he has he coached forty six matches for the Colorado Rapids. Out of those forty six matches, he did have eight wins. So congrats. That's good. He's able to win. <laughs> Eight like he's able, he's proven that he was, he's he has the ability to win at least eight matches. Um, yeah, but that that rate is not what we need. Um, so Greg, here for this next bit, I do want to. So there's some managers who they people are making their own odds, and so this is from Odds Changer. Uh, I'll read out some names. I'm not going to read the odds associated with them, and you just you just like I want the instant reaction either like yes or no, or just like a couple words on what you would think. Is this possible? Okay. Like, is it possible or would I like that? Both. Yeah. Give me both. Is it possible? And then would you like that? Okay. Even even if it's not possible, I need to know, would you like it? Okay. All right. All right. And we'll go, uh, Gary Monk. And for, for everyone, this is just my opinion. Yeah. This is Greg's opinion. Don't get mad. I mean, or yeah. get mad and tell me. I also just way. realistically, I I'm reading these names from this particular set of odds, and I'm just like, some of these I'm just not even. I don't know where they got like. I don't think they would even. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll read them. Uh, one that's pretty realistic, Gary Monk. Yeah, I I think this is a realistic option. He was just fired from Birmingham, and if they're looking at Anthony Hudson, then they have to be looking at Gary Monk. Yeah, that's <laughs> on brand. you got to look. Who was recently fired? I mean, Let's Gary Monk's there. probably a hell of a lot better manager than Anthony Hudson is. So it's true. Gary uh, Monk would take the Colorado Rapids to at least an MLS playoff appearance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what, uh, would I like it? Uh, no, there would be no excitement. So, I, yes, I do think it's it's a – strong possibility that it can happen and like it would not excite me at all like I'd it's like, like a john okay. carver type manager where you're just like there's like this yeah actually that's a limbo. really good that's yeah. a good like not personality wise but just but like, like in, in terms of exactly like this is a limbo type move where it's like all we, right we just need someone <laughs> yeah you need someone to get us through the season and hopefully at some point we can entice someone better to come along and take yeah. Um, Eddie Ho, how, ho, who? Yeah, it's not not even close to happening. He's not. If he leaves Burnmouth, he's going to go to a top six side. So no way. Yeah, and yeah, I would love it, but it's not happening. (laughs) Oddly, second highest odds. Uh, uh, This is another one that was thrown out there that pissed off a lot of people. Mikel Arteta. Uh, No, it's not happening. It's not happening. Interesting. And no, I don't want it to happen. Okay. That, that was, you know, he's no Spain, no Spain, Spain on Spain thing for you. None of that. You, well, you don't like that he's Spanish. Is that what it is? No, I didn't say that at all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to create some <laughs> drama. Like he's how many, gr- how many players are good managers? Like none. That's true. And, and like, well, there's one. Uh, isn't isn't wait? Who's going to Chelsea soon? Lampard. Fra- maybe? Yeah, Frank. Oh, Frankie. Yeah. And like, and okay, and he did a, a pretty good job at Derby at Derby too. Like, he got into the promotion playoffs. Like, 
like yeah i like you got to give credit where credit's due there but like what like i mean i guess actually let me let me change my answer yeah yeah it's possible (laughs) it's definitely possible because like now that I'm thinking about it, he's well, I think he's an assistant in the program. at Man City. Man yeah. City. Okay, I was gonna say Man United. I don't know why. Um, well, wait, did he play for Man United? That's probably why. Um, no, he played for Arsenal. No. Yeah, he played for Arsenal and Everton. Um, which, wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a possibility then because you get that chance to be a manager and to prove yourself. Um, would I like it? Eh. I, I, guess, I guess it would create more of a yeah I think I'm changing my whole answer to this it would create more of a storyline and, and maybe he would just like he really wants to do well and move out of Newcastle in two years that he's just really going to bust his butt and like like give it all he has to like keep us up and then get a big job yeah I mean also given the types of players we currently have if he were to bring a similar tactical approach to Pep like it makes more sense than bringing in a manager like Gary Monk, who's like not used to having, for example, a pacey winger like Miguel Amiron or like playing with three center backs or something like that. I don't know. I just think it, it like it could be possible. I wouldn't be too excited about it, but you know, I'm also, I'm also not in charge of hiring a new manager. Um, we'll move on. Uh, Gattuso who was recently fired by AC Milan, uh, there you go. There, that's one. Yeah, he was. He's been linked to us for a little while, too. Yes, like his his uh, like his link started coming about in like January, and February. Um, yeah. So he has pretty much been like, I guess it's really like a top division manager for two years, and it didn't work out. I like I. I don't think that this is going to happen. And I think the reason is like he apparently is like a, he's known as being like a very hard nosed manager and like he's very aggressive. Angry. Yeah. And I don't think that, I don't think that is going to work if Ashley, Ashley needs a what? Uh, yes, man. And I don't think he is. A yes, man. I think he will fight Ashley. So in that case, I would love him. I would love him to be manager. It would be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen solely because it's just going to be um, – I, I think there's just going to be a big personality issue. Of course, we've got now our uh, – I guess I wouldn't say fan favorite, but probably the most popular candidate to take over when people didn't think Rafa was leaving, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, um, I don't think this is possible anymore, and I think it's because he's, he sees what – he saw what we did to Rafa. And not me, what Mike Ashley did to, to Rafa. And I don't think he wants any part of that. Would I like it? Yeah, I would. Because I think he is good enough to keep us up. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen because I think he'll just – I don't think he would take this job. And I know that – and I think it's pretty obvious that he would love to manage Newcastle. But I think, I think this is a, a, like the biggest red flag that you can fly now. And I don't think – I don't see a guy like Mourinho taking this job now. Yeah, um, we have a couple more. Chris Hewton. Uh, oh, poor guy. Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe uh, I'm going to say there's a 
31% chance it could happen, and I really hope it doesn't. Like, he deserves better. Yeah. Also, I also just don't think the Astro regime would ever look at a manager that fans actually like. <laughs> like, oh, the yeah. Newcastle supporters seem to think Chris Hewn's an all right guy. All right, cross him off the list. Yeah. Uh, we got Patrick Vieira. Um, is he still at Nice? Um, I have to look at that. I don't actually know. Um, then because yeah, he is. Yeah, he's still at Nice. Then no, it's not happening. And yes, I would. I wouldn't mind it if he came here. But, but there have been links to him being linked away from that job. Um just because there's openings. So I know that like when, when clubs are hiring, he was just a name that was floating out there, which is probably why he's on this odds list. Like it is an odds list. It's not a yeah. official list, but I mean, it, yeah, like, I'm with you though. It doesn't really make sense for him to leave Nice. Um, for Newcastle. Exactly. Especially since he's honestly building something that I honestly thought he's, he's done better than I thought he would uh, to, to say the least. Yeah, and he's a, he might be a, he could end up being another example of a really good player that turned out to be a pretty good manager. Yeah, but I know there's been there were some issues this past year with him and like results. So we'll see we'll see how it really goes. He did yeah. well in MLS. Something that Anthony Hudson can't say. Yes, that is. Yeah, he, if you're looking at MLS managers, look at the ones that did decent. Um, yeah, uh, Steven Gerard Gerard. Who knows how to say his name. No, that's not happening, and no, I I don't want any part of that. Steven also released a he, – he's on he had a video re, uh, interview or something that was basically talking about why he's not surprised Rafa left and, like, why he – he, like, basically kind of called out the club for mistreating him. So, definitely not happening. Yeah, definitely not happening, and – well, I guess all right. If it's between if I'm if I'm comparing Steven Gerrard to Anthony Hudson, then yeah, I'll take Steven. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at if you're grading on the curve of Anthony Hudson, then like pretty much any, I would take my five year old nephew uh, over. <laughs> I don't have a nephew. Um, just throwing that out, but still. Yeah, like, but you have a cousin that's killing it right now. I have a cousin that's killing the soccer game right yeah. now. Yeah, shout out to Evan. Uh-huh. Um, his hair is blue. Uh, David Moyes. Uh, yeah, I think that there's a chance in that, uh, every, every manager, every manager needs a job and, um, and he's one of those guys that just, will just go where the wind blows. Yeah. Um, would I like it? No, I wouldn't. Uh, Biesla is another one that's been, it's on this list. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it either. Wouldn't mind it. Um, (laughs) even how awful he was at Fulham. I don't care. Yeah, uh, Arsene Wenger. I think he got screwed when building the Fulham team, but that's different. Arsene yeah. Wenger. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen, and I, I, I'd like it, if, but I'd be shocked if he like, comes back out of retirement to manage us. Yeah. Like Ashley as his owner. I'm like, what? That, I mean, using hiring ever. Yeah, his retirement, I think, was similar to – uh, kind of, it was like a his retirement felt like a Brett Favre retirement, whereas more of the team wanted to move on from him, and that was the best way to do it was to retire. Uh, but I mean, so I wouldn't be surprised if he like 
if he would come out of retirement. But I would be surprised, like you said, if he came out of retirement to manage Newcastle. That being said, uh, like tactically, he would be good enough to keep us up in the Premier League. Which, like at that at this point in time, that's all I want from the next manager is that are you tactically good enough to keep us up in the Premier League? And that's why I'd rather take a bigger name, uh, even if they have it like Biesla or Wenger or Vieira or, I mean, I don't think Eddie Eddie Howe or Ho or whatever would leave Bournemouth. But, you know, I'd rather take that than taking a flyer on Arteta or, you know, anyone like that just because they could be terrible managers. And, like, we could be way worse off and players want to leave. But at least if you have a decent name, you have the you have kind of an expectation that they're probably going to keep you up. Yeah. It's true. Uh, anybody else on that list? Um, no, I can I can add some Steve McLaren. No. That's a, no, <laughs> Fat Sam. Not. He's on. I'm, he's on the list. <laughs> not that I already was depressed. Uh, let's let's move to questions. Oh, I got one secret one. Uh, Mexico loses the Concacaf Gold Cup, and Tata Martino is available. Uh. Yeah, and he'll been managing Mexico for like nine months. Seems like his tenure. Yeah, I mean, all we need, all we need, is one season out of him. So <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, hey, you know, he, he can give a us a two-year guy, Max. Yeah, so at least we know what we're getting into. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to see him in the Premier League though, wearing like. Yeah, he's champion wearing, sweatpants. He wore gray. He wore a gray polo and gray sweatpants yesterday. Yeah. Like not even joggers. Like sweatpants no, like, you get at like Walmart. Like actually, it was just like yeah. that. You like get out of bed and put sweatpants on. That's literally what he was wearing. Someone said it was the post Thanksgiving outfit. Like that day yes. after Thanksgiving. That's oh. definitely what it was. <laughs> yeah. just, wow. Okay. Questions. Let's, yeah, let's do some questions. Um, hold on, I'm pulling it up. Do you have any in front of you? Um, so, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, there was one person uh, who added me on Twitter, I guess is the proper terminology, uh, as some might say, um, asking a little bit about uh, Miguel Amiron. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but, oh, here we go. Akil Anumalu, uh, who is, I'm assuming, an Atlanta United fan who follows Newcastle United. Um, and his ad is at Akil underscore Anumalu. Uh, I mean, that's a name. Uh, he says, uh, basically, quote tweeted a Sky Sports tweet that said, um, Newcastle United referring Rafa will be leaving the club when his contract expires. And he says, what does this mean for Miggy? Um, for me, off the bat, what I said was, right now it doesn't mean anything because right now Miguel Amarone is probably more focused on Copa America because his Paraguayan team, uh, shout out to them, they're in the quarterfinals um, of the Copa America. And this is probably like one of the best Paraguayan teams we've seen in the past few uh, few few years. So I think he's more focused on that. But I said, in the short term, I don't think any manager that's brought in will get rid of him. And, in the lo- and I don't think that immediately the club will be looking to sell him uh, just because it's tough to get a deal done that quickly and it's going to be tough to find a replacement, blah, blah, blah. Like I don't expect a lot of transfers of any kind with Newcastle happen over the next couple of weeks. Um, So I think that it's possible that he could uh, put in a transfer request because Rafa was one of the reasons he came to Newcastle. Um, But it does depend on who the next manager is and who the next owners are, if there are new owners, blah, blah, blah. But for now it doesn't really mean anything. 
Any any thoughts? Uh, no, I'm pretty much in agreement there. It's like because it, 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 it doesn't. I mean, like he's at the club. There's nothing that really he could do. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So Brian F at IMDBWF said he has two. He says, well, one's a statement and the other is question. Uh, seems to be an indication the sale of the club is dying. And then two, what players are surely looking elsewhere? Can't see Rondon or Perez staying. Or Rondon's definitely not staying because he was a lone player. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's gone. Um, and his future is pretty much contingent on Rafa staying. Like you, could, yeah. you, would probably, you could even guarantee that even if a takeover had happened or if anything – like if Rafa wasn't the manager – we would we would already be we like we've been linked to multiple con like strikers of around the world. Um, so I I just don't think if Rafa wasn't there, there was just no chance of Rondon saying. If he was there, there was a slim chance Rondon would be remaining, given Mike Ashley's dumb brain. Yeah. And it's literally been a month and twelve days that Rondon has been a West Brom player. So um, that's how long it's been since our last match. So yeah. He's, yeah, he's already there. Um, Other players, players. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm sure the player players can't really do a lot, right? Unless a club offers a, a fee for them. Um, but you, I can, you can sure definitely imagine that like players are a lot more likely to leave should the time come or should a club come calling. You better yeah. believe that. Like, it, like I guarantee you, when that announcement went out today every premier league club and championship club were immediately like got all of their tapes of Newcastle United players and are heavily scouting them right now. And I'm sure there's going to be a ton of offers for share for LaSalle's for Longstaff, for Perez for everyone. Like we're going to be, it's going to be like a fire sale because like clearly there's no ambition to improve. So why not people just try to, like, like if I was if I was like Wolves manager and wanted, or Wolves owner and wanted Perez, I'd be like, okay, what did Newcastle pay for them? All right, one and a half mil. Let's offer. I don't know. He's probably worth like probably in this market fifteen to twenty. Let's offer him eight, and with add-ons and see what happens. And it will be accepted, and that will be it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. I do think that there's. I mean, there, there, it, it can't be a complete fire sale because we don't have the academy to bolster mass, mass, ex, mass exodus without any replacements, if that makes sense. So, like, we can't sell 10 players because we don't have 10 players we could call up. Oh, yeah. I, know, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm just, just – so, I mean, because I got what you were saying. I think there's definitely going to be a fair bit of offers. In terms of actual departures, um, there are some guys who – I do think like who are on the verge that like they stayed because of Rafa. So we're thinking talking Isaac Hayden is one who wanted to leave multiple times, but Rafa pretty much begged him to stay. Um, I think he's a guy who is probably out first offer. Um, You could argue Matt Ritchie as well, uh, who Rafa also asked to stay after he requested to leave in the summer of last year, as well as in the winter. Um, He's a guy who's probably going to be gone. I'd say Perez is, is another one. Um, Outside of that, I don't know if anyone particularly is going to be like, like is actually going to leave the club. Um, I think there'll be offers for Cher. Um, I think there'll probably be offers for Lejeune. 
Um, but I don't know if whatever manager is brought in is going to sell them. Uh, Federico Fernandez is another guy who basically in his statement said the club mistreated you um, is another guy who could be on his way out um, as well. But in the grand scheme of things, maybe three or four players leaving and out of those three or four player, players, three of them were probably going to be leaving regardless this window. And you know what? And congrats to Akraf Lazar, man. He's just yeah. This is a big, big win for him today. Yeah, it's um, it's similar to Bereka. Yeah, it's, Bereka had thought he had a huge win when there's a new Monaco manager, and yeah, yeah. But, so big one for you. Congrats, Lazar. I'm sure you're you're pumped right now. <laughs> yeah, Lazar should just go to the MLS, dude. <laughs> yeah. He would um, he'd start at left back for the, the Colorado Rapids. No, yeah. wait, not the Rapids. That's a hockey team. All right. No, it's not. Oh, wait. No, You're right. No, I was, I was right. I was right. Yeah. Colorado. All right, next question. Next question. Yeah, okay. <laughs> From Stu uh, what club will this podcast be focused on moving forward? Uh, I just can't with Newcastle anymore. Not until he sells. How can any of us? What's the point? Well, I'm here to announce that we are now an MLS Defenders podcast where we oh, only yeah. talk about defenders in MLS. Okay. Who's with us? I'm, I'm Leandro Gonzalez Perez. I'm all down for it. Miles uh, Robinson should have been a CONCACAF Gold Cup camp invitee. I don't know. I mean, Austin Trusty. Oh, yeah. Another guy who should have made the CONCACAF Gold Cup roster, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> The only starting Englishman in MLS on the Philadelphia Union. Center back, Jack Elliott. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> if we're going to go to defenders route, there's a lot of people who put a lot of stock in New York Red Bulls defenders. And this season, New York Red Bull are not good. They were not very good to start off this season. So it's just odd that a lot of them are still considered some of the best defenders in MLS. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Just – there's no reason both New York Red Bulls center backs were given camp invites. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so, Eric, let us know. Like, we just gave you, like, a two-minute clip of, like, yeah. what to expect. If you like that, that yeah. Let, yeah. Let us. <laughs> Coming back and just, like, let us know if that's something that you'd be into. Actually, rate um, us five stars and then <laughs> comment in your rating whether or not that's something. And our, the podcast will be renamed to MLS Defense. Yes. <laughs> this is one word. <laughs> or just The Defenders. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, from Matthew at Ralston in America, he said, so realistically 17th is do- doable next season, right? Yeah, uh, I think it is. Uh, you do also, I just realized something. We don't have a striker, so probably not. <laughs> that's where, that's exactly where I was going to start. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just odds, realized that <laughs> you can pick up 40 to one odds right now. If you pick, um, any two of the recently promoted sides and Newcastle. So put your money in. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think it's a shoe in right now with, with our roster as it stands now. I'm we literally, yeah, we don't have a striker. So, and we'd be, we'd be a I, very good defensive team. Who knows what, if we play in that formation, who knows what our formation's even going to be. Yeah. And like, we were very disciplined defensively because of our manager as a genius. Like what's, I mean, <laughs> it's it's not looking good. Yeah. And the last question from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney, is life worth living anymore? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Please don't end your life over a club. We uh, well, we true. we couldn't do this podcast without you, Trev. That's true. Yeah, so let's... So we kind of need you. Yeah, we're also paying you, so uh, that's not. <laughs> Don't 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 take that clip and repurpose it and use it for contractual gain. <laughs> We're not paying Trevor. We're not paying Trevor. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, just as a general message, it things are doom and gloom right now. Um, but do remember that uh, no man is bigger. No one man's bigger than the club. Continue to support like the club if you choose to do so. Um, remember that life is not over. Sports are a fun part of life, but it does not dictate everything. Um, so don't be super depressed walking around because Rafa's gone. Try to focus on the good things that you still have going on in life, like the fact that you're able to wake up, breathe fresh air, and listen to this podcast. Yeah. But, yeah, life is over. Yeah, so. Yeah. Right, in short, yeah. It's yeah. Not, I can't imagine. Um, well, I know it, it. This is not ideal, but that is Newcastle United, and we just have to report on what happens. Um, so that's it, Elijah. Is there anything else that you wanna you wanna contribute to? Um, I mean, for <laughs> for Concacaf Gold Cup fans, shout out to Haiti for winning their group and beating Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah, and Giannis Antetokounmpo NBA MVP. Big win for the Haitians. Yeah. Um, also, this is episode 66, which is kind of like weird that it like lined up to double sixes on the day. Oh, and like it, actually, it, oh, triple sixes because it's the month of June. Oh, June episode 66. That's what this is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. CHN radio June episode 66. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what else to say. It's pretty depressing. Uh, we're once the season gets started, like players start reporting. Uh, I know in preseason, we'll just give you like once a week and then we'll get into our normal routine, like preview and reviews when the season actually starts. But then, but for now, actually, Elijah, we haven't talked about this, but you're good to do one a week once players report, right? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. I mean, All right, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, so we're going to give you one one a week. Um, I think they'll, they'll start reporting, uh, I think, in two weeks. I think that's when it is. Um, or no, maybe a little bit sooner because we're going to China. Mm. We'll let you know. Um, and obviously, if something drastic happens, we will be here to report it for you. But for now, that concludes episode 66 of CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxel, And with me was the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. You're listening to a beautiful rendition of Blade and Races and Hoy the Lads. We flew past Arnsville Factory and up to the Governor Just can him do to the railway bridge, the bus will flow off there. The lasses lost the crinolines and the veils that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and gammons that bleed and razors.
away we went again But them that had their noses broke They came back our again Some went to the dispensary And some to Dr. Gibbs's And some to the infirmary To mend their broken ribs's To sing a song and I sang a paddy singing. I danced a jig and swung me twig the day I went to bleeding. The blade and tune, the bellman he was calling there, they called him Jackie Broom. I saw him talking to some chaps, and then he was persuading the Gamsey Jordy Ridley showing the mechanics how it bladed. Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There were spice styles and monkey shows and ad wife selling ciders. And a chap with a hat in his own devotion, no more lads for riders. Oh, no. 